We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 116. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And we're back again with the title of this, Severe Season Ramping Up. And honestly, I I think it's starting to take off. Not necessarily in Branson, but we're getting, like every week now, we're getting some enhanced risk we're getting some moderate risk uh, down south and it's starting to creep up so uh and it's almost may so i think we're probably starting uh well it's definitely that time of year we've had a lots of uh you know enhanced and moderates all over you know the south in the past month or so but now it's kind of consistent every week but the placement's kind of different last week we had the placement the same uh for those uh um Eastern Oklahoma, down to Arkansas. We had two two days of enhanced for them. But I uh, had a good friend that had to get in her closet the other day down in Louisiana. Yeah. Oh gosh, yes. I. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really what they've had. What three weeks now? Two, two or three weeks of tornadic storms just rolling through that. What do you call it? Like the the boot foot part of of Louisiana. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. no, it goes like an L, <laughs> like the bottom L, and then going over to I honestly don't know where she's at. Where's she at? She's, she's in, in Bossier City, City, which is, near, which is near Shreveport. So that was the northern half of the state. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the other day something happened, and it, it, was, it affected the southwest Oklahoma, and it went down there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're getting week after week. It's really starting to kick up now. Um, and we've got, uh, I mean, we're recording this Monday night. Welcome to our Monday night recording. Uh, it, our podcast used to be on Monday night, uh, but then I started working, and then Tuesdays was better, and then quarantine, and then all this, it just got crazy. So last year, Sherry had a great idea. Last week, Sherry had a great idea. It's like, let's push it back to Monday, because y'all do stuff on Tuesday. Monday's just, yeah, we have a full Tuesday, and I asked him, I'm like, we have nothing to do every other day of the week. Why are we doing this on Tuesday? Yeah. We're killing ourselves all day. <laughs> yeah, why are we doing it on Tuesday? So we're back on Mondays, and which I'm actually really, really glad we're doing that, because we've been watching this thing from the Storm Prediction Center, um, the enhanced risk has been moving up we were in a slight risk and then it's in a in an enhanced risk and then it's moved up now springfield uh north of joplin branson is all in an enhanced risk tomorrow and we all know would know what that means we could get tornadoes you know i'm i'm Corey is flying high over here right now i'm kind of concerned about the straight line maybe there's some straight line winds moving through um we're in a hatched area for for the wind. I did notice that. Someone was talking about the hail, but if you go to the the individual threat levels, uh, yeah, we're, I mean, there's talking 60, 70 mile an hour straight lines that could come There's over. a hatched area of hail off to our southwest, I think, down down there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, but, more but, in Oklahoma. But, but, but it's a pretty large area for the wind. 
And I'm surprised. And, and the tornado threat, I mean, it, it's there. It's low, but it's not zero, but it's there. So with these straight line winds you're seeing, here's my concern. For the hospitals and nursing homes in the area, is it looking like they may be having to move patients? Well, it depends. They do. They do their... They move them out in the hallway when 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 the tornado sirens go off. Oh, okay. But if we get severe winds over seventy miles an hour, Branson's going to sound the sirens. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, the the big thing is just just getting everybody away from windows. I mean, what pe- people think? Oh, is this hail? Well, it's not hail. It's just wind. Then we're fine staying in our room. Well, no, because you get the wind. The wind has projectiles it can throw a rock yeah it can throw a rock and bust that window so you know that's why they call it severe i i think people get really kind of numb they hear severe and all of a sudden they think oh it's going to thunder and lightning oh my gosh it's severe we're going to die no severe just means it's reached a threshold that can cause damage to life or property like the, the the thunderstorms we had today those weren't severe they were really nice but people were freaking out it's like no you don't need to freak out just enjoy mother nature That's those what. were perfect storms today those were sleeping storms <laughs> but we didn't have we didn't have any thunder or lightning that i heard here until that boomer that hit that had to hit just right across the street it I, was loud because the flash and the Thunder came at the exact same time. Our house shook. Oh, yeah. Well, and then you sent me the the radar shot where you're Mm -hmm. at, and literally, it looks like three blocks away was that lightning bolt from where you're at. Well, I had fallen asleep on the couch, and I woke up very quickly. Yeah, and it wasn't that bad over here. I mean, I hadn't heard any, um, uh, you know, like, thunder. And so, to me, it was like, oh, okay, well, that's a nice little rumbly thunder that kind of intense but then everybody was going oh my god you know and then then you started texting me Corey, in all caps i'm like what happened and then people right. started freaking out so that's when i made that post it's like nobody panic it's not severe it's just you know big old thunder thing and i i think that's probably an out of the blue don't you think that was an out of the blue thing bolt because I... I, there was no lightning around and then all of a sudden boom well, there was lightning out to our west. I mean, it was coming. I mean, yeah, it, but that was, was way out there, though, wasn't it? I mean, we have a very dear friend that was killed by an out of the blue strike oh, of lightning. Man. Like there was no lightning, nothing in the area. One strike, it, and he was killed almost instantly. Uh, and, but there, were there thunderstorms like around? It was raining. It was just raining. What, where was he at? Was like, he outside? They were in, where were they at? Arizona? New Mexico? Colorado? Somewhere. Somewhere over oh. there. They were hunting um, large, what's that called? Animals. Elk? Game? Large game? Yeah, large game. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they were out hunting and um, very intelligent men. He was a science teacher, but it started raining and it, then it started hailing. And so they went to take cover under a tree now, I know people are like, well, he should have known better. But there was literally no lightning. There was no lightning at all. It was just hail. So they got under the tree to try to shield them from the hail. Oh. And they interviewed people in the town where they were at, and they said there was one bolt of lightning the entire storm. That was the only bolt of lightning, and it hit the tree that, that one they tree. were hiding under. Oh, man. What bad luck. 
It was awful. That's that, that's terrible luck. And it was like a trip he had won. Like, he's from this area. He loved hunting, and he won this trip to go large game hunting, and he took a good friend of his. And the friend was, was hurt as well, uh-huh. um, but he recovered. Okay. Like he was he was hit, like it went through the tree and through the first guy and then into the second guy. So he like couldn't feel his legs and he couldn't walk for a little while because he talks about how he crawled on his arms, like army crawled over to his friend and tried doing CPR. Wow. Well, that just goes to show you, you know, people, you do not need to be outside. And if it you was hear even thunder, get inside. Yeah. When thunder roars, go indoors. And what did I say last week that was so silly? You know, if you're out, if you're, if, if thunder roars, Im, Im, use those oars or something. You know, if you're yeah, out on the water. Yeah, that was what you said. S- it something was out on the water. silly like that. <laughs> you, said, you said something else, though, like in. Who knows? When <laughs> use the oars, it was like. Implore? Ins- was engage. It? Yeah, like implore or engage implore the oars or something. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk a little bit about what we're seeing for tomorrow. Now, of course. Most people are going to listen to this tomorrow at some point when the weather comes in. So the information so you're today, yeah, yeah. I mean, the information you're getting uh, now is from Monday night. It's about eight thirty, eight forty p.m. Monday night. Uh, so what we know for okay, I did a model parade. All right, I went to the Nam. I went to Were the, you the Grand Marshal. Uh, there actually the wasn't. Parade? There wasn't. A, <laughs> oh. There was lots of floats though. Okay. And we had the Nam float, and we had the three wharf floats, and we had the Argym float. <laughs> you, should, you should have invited the Hughes Brothers band. Every parade needs a band. You're being quarantined way too long when you start having your own parades and floats show up. You, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been, I have been here. I haven't been out in this city at all. You know, I've been having like a couple of friends over that, you know, like Marilyn and stuff, who I know are, you know, safe or whatever. But no, I did a, a, a perusal, let's say, right before we started. The NAM is wanting to bring a big line of thunderstorms in at 21Z. Now, for those geeky weather people that we always talk about Zulu and UTC time, you subtract five hours because we're in daylight saving time. So if it's 21, would be 9 o'clock, so you subtract 5, would be 4 p.m. Now, here's the weird part. All three wharf models, all three of them, there's the AFR, the AF, or AWR, AWR2, is it AF, I don't know, and the NMM. They're just different kind of little tweaks they do to the same model. They all say that a big line of thunderstorms is coming through at 0Z, which would be 7 so I thought, okay, well, that's 7 p.m. And the RGM has a raging line of thunderstorms coming through at 1Z. So that's 8 p.m. So right now, we've got the short-term models kind of not exactly in agreement. They are, all are in agreement that a big right. line of thunderstorms is coming in, but we don't know the time. So now tomorrow, everybody needs to pay attention to our page. We're going to be really hitting this, especially if we're in an enhanced risk. Corey and I are going to be just not able to sleep. So, well, sorry, Well, the storms Shara. will develop. They're not going to develop right on top of us. No. They're going to give us some lead time. We're going to see them coming. So yes. I would say we'll probably have storms popping up 4 to 5 o'clock in Oklahoma and just heading this way. That that's makes kind of, sense to me. That's what I'm looking at. 
Yeah, more of the initiation in the afternoon in Oklahoma. I mean, and all the models had initiation, like in that line, like West Central, Missouri, Southeast Kansas, Oklahoma, and then sweeping through. Now, the NAM had a nice big bow echo south of us. So, yeah, but that's the only one. We're going to have to have to see on that. But all of them are raging with a big line of thunderstorms. So, all modes of severe weather are possible. Large hail, damaging winds, favoring a little bit more damaging winds. Uh, tornadoes, possibly. I mean, since if we're in anything the anything can develop ahead of the line and away from the line, and yeah, that's discreet. We need mm -hmm. to look at those. Otherwise, we might have some spin-ups along the line. Okay. We yeah. You know, it's what we call a non-zero threat, meaning it's not a zero threat. It's a tiny threat. Not much, but it's non-zero. Yes. Yes, but at this point. you don't want to be caught out in these winds that, that could come out either. Oh, gosh, no. And I need I need to make the trash can alert, too, um, <clears throat> uh, tomorrow when I do that. And I'm probably going to go live at some point just because... That, that's what I do. And they, because they keep pushing that, the risk. And I told you the other day, two or three days ago, you texted me and said, you know, we're almost in slight. And I said, don't worry, it's going to move north. Well, it has moved north. That's generally oh, I what knew happens. I mean, that's what happens. It, it, it shifts quite often. Um, it seems to have grown you know, a little bit. It, it is bigger. It didn't so much shift, it grew to cover our area. Mm -hmm. First, we were in slight, and then we were in enhanced. Yeah, I think we so were. So basically, these are the days that I kiss my husband goodbye in the morning and say, I'll see you tomorrow. Because <laughs> no. he will be looking at a computer radar all day long. I was going to say, even if you're quarantined in the same house, you're still going to do that. Right? <laughs> yeah, Corey and I, yeah, make sure your phone's charged up, man. I like have to get his attention and remind him to eat at some point. Like, have you eaten today? Have you Oh, gosh, anything? yes. Give, give, Got to make him food. Make him some chicken salad. How about that? Well, I'll have to look have up to. a recipe. There you go. <laughs> and uh, to talk about this, I mean, I got a, a text from uh, Scott McCauley, uh, KRZK Radio. I mean, uh, again, I don't think anybody is going to, unless you listen to this podcast tonight, you're not going to be up in time. At 8.45 tomorrow morning, I'm going to be on air. Uh, it'll be a phoner. I'll be at home because uh, they're doing all the interviews by phone now. <laughs> So at least, you know, I don't have to be up and looking good or anything. I can just, you know, call well, it's the radio. Why would you need to look good anyway? Well, I know. Well, at least you're, you're seeing You know people. how much I look good for you all on this podcast, just so you know. <laughs> well, nobody can see you on the podcast I got my me. makeup done, my hair is done. Just picture me looking really good for this podcast. Oh, you got, yo, you got the ball gown on, man. You're in the closet. You got all the shoes. You probably right. inventoried all your shoes by now. Yeah, I think I need a couple more. <laughs> Corey, <laughs> I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> We've bought two shoe racks in the last four weeks. So, three. oh, three shoe racks. <laughs> oh gosh, true story. Well, you know that's kind of that's kind of what happens. You know, um, I, you know, I was going to look. Uh, I don't know if you have it up there. I was going to see we have uh, to what the April rain was. Uh, well, we're well above average. Let me see. I'm going to call it my or our weather station, the Stormdar Weather Weather Station, and see. Okay, for the month, we have 5.10 inches. 5.1 inches, and the the little rain we've had today, uh, actually, what it says is the week. I, I guess the week starts on Sunday. 
Correct. I guess. Yes. Uh, it says, That's uh, when the week begins on Sunday. Well, but it depends on how this weather station is defining that. Sometimes it, it won't. Um, 0.19. So we've had not even a quarter of an inch, but the, for the month we've had over five. So that's, uh, yeah, that that's... It, the uh, average for Springfield's around four and a half, maybe just a little more. It was raining when we were in Springfield Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, because April is one of the wettest months. Up there, so okay. Today's the twenty seventh. I can't wait to do our end of the month climate report. We are going to have a whole year of climate re- inf- information here soon. Yeah, I'm excited. Something we never had before. No, but you know they say April showers bring May flowers. May flowers. But I was looking at the Springfield normal monthly rainfall amounts, and actually May averages more rain than April does for Springfield. As does September. So oh, I thought that was interesting. I would not have known that about September. In, in May. Nope. <clears throat> May so and hot. September was both over April on normal rainfall amounts. So. <laughs> yes. I love watching you two trying to get... The, <laughs> you, you if know, you could see us now. <laughs> I, I, I have something that I need to show you. I'll show you during the weather school. I, and we're not to the weather school yet, but uh, I wanted... <clears throat> Since we're having all this severe weather, the weather school is going to be about SPC risk levels. Uh, so you know if we're talking about a slight risk or a moderate risk or enhanced risk, what all that means and stuff. So, well, it's going to warm up this week. About Not time. A, a lot. But, yeah, it's going to get a little bit warmer. What I would call a category. So we've been kind of topping out low 70s or whatever. Well, I think by Friday, Saturday, we're going to be topping out around 80. So we're going to get yeah, stuff up there. I- that, that, I'm happy with that. It's that time of year. Uh, yeah, going into May. I mean, it's still a little bit warm for May, but the warmer warmer it is, the more weather we've got. Ah, that severe weather season is really gonna really gonna kick up there. So, uh, yeah, eighty. So look forward to that. And I did look at the um, longer range. I put that in air quotes. Y'all can't see, but Corey and Shara can. Um, uh, on the GFS, I mean, we've been having these parades every. You know, like I said, every week we'll have like a little parade of something come through. Like like today, we had this little thing. I didn't think today was going to be that big of a deal, but it turned out to be a bigger deal. wasn't a huge deal, but bigger deal. It than was louder than it really was. Yeah, de- definitely louder. Um, you know, I'm going to turn my phone on silent. I forgot to do that because I'm getting messages and stuff. It's gonna. We can hear you buzzing. Yeah, you're gonna. Fortunately, they can't do hear me buzzing on the on the thing though um so let's see what we, what are we talking about oh uh i think it's time to get to the bird watching report the storm door bird watching report my mother the official storm door weather bird watcher from springfield uh i, I always ask her every week like okay do you have any bird updates and sometimes she says no sometimes she says yeah maybe and she sent me i'm going to read her text which i think is is hysterical uh this is almost verbatim she said yesterday which was sunday the chickadees started building their nests in the wren house on her front porch she said a while ago there was a bird riot so the wren came in and said not in my house and then they all left and she said, I'm not sure which one is staying yet. Stay tuned. And then later, <laughs> later this afternoon, she goes, the chickadees are back. They won. So I guess the chickadees. <laughs> huh. 
<laughs> they're they're winning, but it's a Wren well, house. So yeah. I, I don't know how, how's the how's the, the Hummer report going at your place? Well, we're we're getting more Hummers, and they're starting to become territorial. Yeah, we have one that's claimed it as his. Both of them, he's claimed two feeders that have like ten different feeding spots each on them. That's not right. Well. Is that Henry? They're very territorial. They, 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 yes, those... we've named him Henry. Henry the well, jerk, yeah. <laughs> no, we had no. Henry 10 years ago, so this is probably Henry the Eighth. That's wow. what I called him. Oh, okay. That makes he sense, He just sits actually. in the tree next to our porch and just stares at them. And if some, somebody comes up, or another hummingbird comes up, he'll... Chase them off. Zoom, 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 you you know, can hear his wings buzzing. Run them off. Oh, see, that scare me. I would think there's some kind of big bug flying, like a big cicada bug flying next to my ears. Like, right. ah! it made our It's made our little one, our three-year-old, cry. It's went, like, buzzing over his head so fast he's running oh. crying. So he didn't know what it was. <laughs> can, can he see him? I mean, does he understand what they're doing? I don't know. When he hears that buzzing, I don't think he knows what it is. But he just hears, you know, he's scared of everything right now. Oh, okay. What is it, the scaredy threes? Is that what it is? Terrible twos and scaredy threes? I don't know. I don't know. And my six-year-old's the same way. They see a dog outside in the neighborhood. It's not even in our yard, and they freak out. Oh, wow. He started bawling today because a dog barked. We had our back sliding door open. Oh, no. And dog bark, and he started bawling. I'm like, it is outdoors. It's on the other side of a door. It can't even get to you. <laughs> Well, Corey, you posted something on the on the side that was really kind of cool. It's like, what what was it? Let's let let's play a game or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, what... I was just seeing if people could post their birds feeding at their hummingbird feeder to see what kind of different birds we could get. So somebody sent us a picture of a a, a fat hummingbird. I'd never seen a plump one like that, and so no I was curious, <laughs> looking to see because I've always seen teeny tiny hummingbirds. Well, was it pregnant? No, I'm, it was a specific type of hummingbird. Yeah. Oh, what just was a it called? big old fat hummingbird. <laughs> Something Rufus. Rufus, yeah, hummingbird. <laughs> but they're actually little round, pudgy things. Oh my gosh! Well, they got to have cool. some wing power to power that fat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, and then somebody posted down in the comments like a little bitty, bitty, bitty one that that hit the window. It was just maybe like what two inches big, and they and they nursed it. And Aww. you know, gave it some stuff, and it 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 came back too, and flew off. I thought, oh, that yeah. was. And, but they but they sent a picture. It was like half of ha- half of their hand. It was so cute. I'm like, oh, but it wasn't dead, so, so that's good. Garen asked an interesting question today. Okay. Because we've noticed that ours are more active on the days that it's overcast and rainy. Like when it's chilly outside, we see more hummingbirds at our feeders. And he's like, why are they always here on the days when it's cold? And my thinking was, does the food warm them up? That gives them energy. Like, does that? It keep gives them, them energy to create movement and like, heat is that for how they? I yeah, guess. they keep moving and they keep themselves warm. I'm just curious if anybody knows. Yeah, that that's interesting. That that does make sense because, yeah, because if it gets chilly, they're going to need something to you know flap their wings and, and get warmer. I mean, they're not that big. Hummingbirds are tiny. I mean, in the perspective of things, right? But they sure flap it. I forget what the flap rate is. Oh. How many times per second? It's amazing. Oh, it's insane. And did we get any slow-mos? Because I know you, you had mentioned... I you think know, I got one. 
Oh, really? Oh, I need to go back and see that because, I mean, you have such great ideas to the site and then, and then of getting people to interact. And what right. happens is weather happens, and then I, I get involved in trying to post other stuff, and then I forget about the cool stuff, and people keep posting. So if we got a, a slow-mo, that, that would be so cool to get a nice— North American hummingbirds average around 53 beats per second in normal flight. That's a heart rate, right? Is that beats his wings? I thought it was beats its wings. Yeah, 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 you're right. Okay. Giant hummingbird beats its wings ten to fifteen times per second. Well, what, what we're looking the for fastest recorded rate is about eighty beats per second. Ours are the most common here are the the ruby throated hummingbirds. Oh, uh huh. I wonder the if that's what my mom totally did. different than the females. But oh, really? What's the difference? Yeah. The males are darker and have a a white collar. And the oh, okay. females are more colorful green. He's done no a lot collar. of hummingbird research the last few days. Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, and because we've had, I mean, they're back. Those hummingbirds are back and doing their thing. Some people are just now seeing their first hummingbirds. Like I noticed that. The last two days, I've had several people post their first hummingbird. Well, I mean, I, I guess you wouldn't see them unless you had a feeder. Well, no, you would, because if, if things are blooming, they're going to go get not nectar. Not as often. I mean, they're not going to come up to your porch as much if, not, if you don't have any flowers or anything. Yeah, if you don't have anything for them to, to eat, I guess. I don't, know. I don't know. They know where it's at. That's the thing. I remember, uh, did, hey, when you guys were growing up, um, uh, I had a honeysuckle bush. Did you have honeysuckle in Oklahoma? Yes. Did you I mean, eat it? Not that I know of. We I... had one at my house. Did you eat I it? I didn't eat it. No, 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 no. Oh, I did all the time. You just take take the thing and then you uh, off the base and you pop the base off and pull the little thing through and the nectar comes out and you eat it. Oh my gosh, it's wonderful. Never Sweet. did that. Well, we, we need to do, do that. that. We couldn't do that because right across the street was the BF Goodrich Tire Plant. And oh. it turned everything black, basically, outside, so we didn't want to... They found out later y'all are, like, have chemicals in your system now. Yeah. yeah well, you, okay, you, you really don't... You, you No, I, I wouldn't either. You know, I live out in the country. I mean, there's nothing but country out there. I mean, I did. I grew out in the country. I grew up on a cattle farm, so... But you're still close enough. Yeah. My dad worked there. Well, okay, so that's what... That's, Cher has never done the honeysuckle thing, so that's something, something we do. Once we get out of quarantine, we can get out of jail and go there. <laughs> Unless you can get me to eat a plant. <laughs> well, you're not eating the plant. You're eating the nectar. You you take the little honeysuckle bloom and pop the, the base off and pull it, and then the thing comes through and pulls the nectar out of the bloom. I almost remember seeing kids do this, like, at recess. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I almost remember there being a line of them at recess, and I remember kids, seeing kids eating them. It's delicious. If you got enough of that, you could probably use it as sweetener in your cereal. So, I don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of nectar and pollen, let's get to the pollen report. <laughs> and the pollen report this week, and we're doing it on Monday, so this only goes out five days. Uh, this is from pollen.com, of course, for the Branson area. Tuesday, which is tomorrow, it says pollen is going to be high. Wednesday through Friday, going to be medium. That's probably because that big, severe thing is coming through. Uh, it says, this week, the predominant pollens are oak, mulberry, and walnut. So, walnut's going out doing stuff now. Isn't that weird? Do you have walnut trees oak, out oak there? Is, 
oak is always big every year. I don't I don't have any walnut trees here. We did at our other house. We had like twenty one trees in the backyard, and most of them were walnut. What is the dogwood? It, they, they, those start first, don't they? Don't they start back in like? Well, they bloom purplish and white first. Okay. In uh, the first of April. Oh, okay. So, but but they kind of started the whole thing because I know they they usually come out first and their yeah. things start smelling really really. Well, they're really the good. most noticeable and smelly. They smell good and they're 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 quite pretty. You know, they're not known for shooting pollen everywhere. No, but they smell wonderful. Okay, I got yeah. a question. Since since we're talking about, I don't know why I'm just thinking all this stuff from my childhood now. <laughs> my mother's probably <laughs> loving all of this now. But since you guys are in the country, did you all have a mimosa tree? My grandma did. Shara's like, no. We need to know. educate you, Shara. I, had the, <laughs> I don't know what had the a big mimosa seed, tree is. The big seed packets, and it had the green. Yeah, I did. Sure. Oh yeah, I used to climb one, but and and it happens. Uh, our my neighbor right across the street. From me has a big uh, mimosa tree, and let me tell you, once those things start blooming at night, I would come home from the show like you know ten thirty, ten forty five. Pungent, aromatic. Oh, that just reminded me of my childhood, and right. I I don't know if it's still there now, but uh, and I don't think my mother still has one at her place, but it, I just remember the smell. Uh, you know, I would not eat any of the mimosa things, but uh-huh. just once it was blooming. It would just smell so nice. So just uh, reminiscing about childhood. So, okay. So another thing we need to educate Shara on. So, <laughs> I knew well, a lot about cows. <laughs> yeah, you can educate us on cows. So I'm doing cows. I didn't uh, know what trees were growing in my yard, but I knew about cows. Okay. Well, tell me this. Um, have you been cow tipping? I did go cow tipping one time in my teen years. I think everybody should have gone cow tipping. I did tipping. it to somebody else's cows, though, because I was very protective of my own cows. <laughs> How about you, Corey? Have you cow tipped? I hurt my own cows. Did I ever take you cow tipping? No. <laughs> oh, Corey's sorry, like, honey. no. <laughs> I did teach him how to call cows, though. Oh, yeah? I will save our viewers. I will not okay. call the cows for you. But well, okay. He well, always I'll... wondered why you collared, hollered Sakaf. Well, yeah. I mean, oh. there's there's a way to do it. Okay. Well, maybe I can coerce share on the, the weather school. So I think it's time probably to get to the weather school. So this week, it's all about the Storm Prediction Center risk levels, explaining what all five levels mean. And if, uh, you know, once you hear this and you hear us talk about on the site, if we're in a slight risk, enhanced risk, this will tell you everything. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. So you've just learned that the Storm Prediction Center has placed your area in a slight risk for severe thunderstorms. This week, we're going to talk in-depth about the five risk levels and dig into what they really mean. A moderate risk for severe thunderstorms is in effect for portions of southern middle Tennessee, northern Alabama, and northwest Georgia. Strong tornadoes, very large hail, and damaging winds are expected this afternoon into tonight, especially in the red and orange shade. The SPC does an amazing job in monitoring the atmosphere and identifying specific areas of the country where ingredients could come together for damaging weather. They use 
risk levels to give us a perspective of the intensity of impending severe weather. The five risk levels are marginal, slight, enhanced, moderate, and high. These risk levels are based upon atmospheric conditions that could support the development of severe thunderstorms and tornadoes. The marginal risk is the lowest on the scale, and by definition, a marginal risk states isolated severe thunderstorms possible. Any severe storms are expected to be limited in duration, in coverage, and intensity. Elevated storms could produce winds from 40 to 60 miles per hour and or hail up to one inch in diameter with a low risk for tornadoes. Next is the slight risk. This is plotted when scattered severe storms are possible. The definition of a slight risk is short-lived and not widespread isolated intense storms. The criteria lists one or two tornadoes, reports of strong winds and wind damage, and one-inch hail with isolated two-inch diameter hail. Remember that in a slight risk, they aren't anticipating anything widespread, but a few storms will have the potential to reach severe limits. The third on the list is the enhanced risk where numerous severe thunderstorms are possible. By definition, the enhanced risk states more persistent and or widespread storms with a few intense storms. This criteria lists a few tornadoes, several reports of wind damage, and hail from one to two inches in diameter. Moving up the scale, next is the moderate risk. Now we're getting into the area of possible severe weather outbreak. The definition of a moderate risk area is widespread severe storms likely, and it's defined as long-lived, widespread, and intense. The criteria reads strong tornadoes, widespread wind damage, and destructive hail two inches in diameter or greater. And finally, the high risk. We really don't see high risk hoisted very often, maybe once or twice a year. The high risk states long-lived, very widespread, and particularly dangerous intense storms. The definition of a high risk is tornado outbreak and derecho. Within these risk areas, we might see a black hatched area outlined as well. This hatched area is defined as a 10% or greater probability of a significant severe event occurring within 25 miles of a point. An example of a hatched area would be very large to giant hail or wind gusts in excess of 75 miles per hour. A hatched area could also indicate an intense tornado or two possible as well. The thing we have to realize about a risk area is that not everyone is going to experience a severe storm. As a matter of fact, the risk areas outlined by the SPC are quite large and cover a lot of real estate. But in reality, when severe weather strikes, it doesn't cover that much real estate. 
So when you get underneath a slight or moderate or even a high risk, be prepared for severe weather, but don't freak out. The SPC sometimes plots these risk areas several days before the actual event occurs. And these risk areas do change the closer we get to the actual event. Sometimes model data will suggest that the atmosphere could really be in turmoil three days out, but the next day they could back off. So the SPC is very cautious on how they place these risk areas and the intensity. The risk areas are plotted first in a series of events that leads up to a potential severe thunderstorm watch or a tornado watch. So, the next time that you hear that your area is in a slight risk or an enhanced risk for severe weather, then just pay attention and be aware that rough weather could be coming. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And now tomorrow when you, well, doesn't have to be tomorrow. It's like whenever you see our page and we talk about a marginal, slight, enhanced, moderate, or the rare high risk, then you will know exactly what we're talking about. Okay, so it's time to get into the next segment, which is in other news. And it's kind of a weather history thing. So, Corey, what you got over there? Well, uh, nine years ago today uh, was the what they called the Super Tornado Outbreak of 2011. Mm. Do you remember that? Um, I kind of do. Kind of. Not really, because well, it happened down It's a in- little clouded for me. Because when I think of 2011 tornadoes, I think Joplin, which happened mm-hmm. three weeks later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. But I do remember Tuscaloosa getting hit by an EF4, EF5 tornado. And then when Joplin got hit, three weeks later, Tuscaloosa reached out to Joplin. I remember that. I do remember that. Oh, right. Yes. But uh, the tornado outbreak that was nine years ago tonight took the lives of 321 people and injured 2,900 others. Holy cow. Thanks. That's a That's lot. A, yeah. For a tornado, yeah. Yeah. Now, did, it was several, several tornadoes. Several tornadoes. Yeah, I think there were several. Weren't, yeah. And, and it, in Mississippi and going into Alabama... Well, uh, how many total tornadoes were in that outbreak? The outbreak is not, they're considering the outbreak a three day period from April uh, 25th to the 28th. Gotcha. Okay. And in that time period, there were 350 tornadoes in the South. Wow. $4.8 billion in damage. 350 tornadoes in a three-day period. Now, Just in the south. That's crazy. That's an outbreak. From Texas, uh, Louisiana, the northern half of Louisiana, yeah, the northern half of Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee. And there was even a couple in the boot hill of Missouri, in that area, in southeast Missouri. Okay. They've got to been under a high risk. They, they would have but had Tuscaloosa to. Tuscaloosa was one of the more famous ones. Because it, it's a you know it's a college town, 
Uh, oh, right. That's the University of Alabama, you know. But uh, I do remember uh, Alabama and Tuscaloosa reaching out to Joplin because they had just went through it and they kind of knew what they were going through. So they the, so they could help Joplin, yeah. I think that's yeah. amazing. Uh, I mean, it, isn't it great? It's kind of like, even kind of like this pandemic in a way. It's like people, when there's a crisis, people do come together, and I love that. You know, the problem with the pandemic is... People can't go and help each other because it's a pandemic. But when you have a localized, well, I mean, I, I don't even know whether to call this outbreak a localized thing. I don't think it was. It was just a regional. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Joplin was localized, obviously. And uh, there I'm, were other tornadoes in uh, Oklahoma and down south of Tulsa and southeast Oklahoma that day, but there weren't a bunch. It wasn't an outbreak. Okay. There were, there, there were some big tornadoes. It was just. Uh, an unfortunate thing. Now, now April of 2011 had it brought a record. It set a record since records, you know, they date back to 1950. Mm-hmm. Uh, 753 tornadoes occurred in April 2011 in the United States. That's that's Whoa. a lot. Holy cow! Whoa! I you don't even realize that that many tornado no, tornadoes happen. Because we look at just our, you know, our small area. Yeah. And, I mean, th- some of those are small and insignificant, but... Rando, I need you to write something down. Okay. Uh, let's do our homework before next week's podcast okay. on why April 2011 was so bad. What was something going on? What did we on have a? Did we have an El Nino? What was... I mean... Uh, I would love to research that. Or was it just an that. anomaly? You know? It would be interesting to see why there were so many tornadoes. Got it. I wrote it down. And I'm going to do that because it's very fascinating because I was I, I thought I could access the Storm Prediction Center really quickly and find out what was going on in high risk and stuff there, but it's it's just it's way too much. So I'm going to research that. So that'll be that'll be a subject next time on the podcast. I'm going to make it a segment. Cool. Okay. Good for you. You know, and since since you talked about that and you kind of referenced Joplin, I wanted to bring uh, do a little segue here and bring up. Um, uh, we did the remembering Joplin podcast series last year. Well, we're not going to do. We're not going to drop those every week like we did last year, but we are going to put them on our website and promote them so you can go and directly listen to those at your leisure if you like to. Um, I think, Corey, you're going to make a separate page on our website yeah, for that? I'm going to make a page, and it'll list, it'll have uh, each podcast, a little descriptor of what, what that podcast is about, kind of, because we had uh, four different uh, pres- perspectives. Yes. So, and I, we listened to the professional perspective a couple nights ago, and I really think it was probably the best one we've ever I done. I hadn't ever listened to that one. Um, really? Oh, it was know, a wonderful podcast. With- Corey worked at that station when we were early in our marriage um, and worked with Gary Bandy, and he did a great job. Who is a meteorologist, and he yes. actually went through it. So we, we decided to go down, and Corey did a great interview with him, um, you know, reminiscing old times. And, like, Gary is an awesome, awesome guy. I mean, the interview, we, I think we could have stayed there for three hours. Oh, uh, sure. It was, I mean, He's you're just amazing. Guy. 
Oh, he's great. So that's one of them. Uh, that's the professional perspective. We got the humanitarian perspective. We got uh, my employer, the Hughes Brothers. They actually went down to Joplin after that, and they helped out, and they tell about all of their... Uh, you know how what with their perspective from it. Uh, what was the other one? The uh, emergency manager perspective. Keith. We got Keith. Keith. Yes. Yeah. You uh, need to get a. You need to get a new perspective. You need to get the health professionals' perspective. Well, well. And what what, they saw. What's the fourth one? There's four. We did the professional. We did the humanitarian? Did the emergency manager? And we, there was another one. We I did your your. Uh, oh, the personal perspective. Yeah. Yes, my sister-in-law, Phyllis, and uh, her friend Jay and her son, Brock, who live in Joplin. I mean, they tell their perspective. I mean, this the whole series, it's a four-part series, was absolutely fantastic. And like I said, it's it's not uh, a series of sad and gloom and doom. It's just a series of, of actually positivity. It's like how they went through it, how they rebuilt, how they, you know, what what everybody learned out of that uh, series and just, I mean, just very positive. And we've had a lot of really, really, really good feedback on that. So anyway, that's just hey, kind Rando, of my perspective. Check yeah. your messages. I sent you something just now. Can you get to You them? sent me something. Let me see. Okay. It's hard when we're not in oh. the same room. Is that, oh, is that what you found? Yeah, it's, that's the day one from nine years ago today. So high risk for uh, Alabama, high risk. Yes, high risk for uh, East Central Mississippi, uh, extending into Tennessee. A moderate risk all the way from the southern uh, or west, uh, yeah, eastern Kentucky. That's a huge, huge thing. Well, I mean, you know, Storm Prediction Center nailed it. I'm we glad you found that. We probably would have been in a marginal risk that day, but. Marginal risk did not exist in 2011. Did you see that? That's right. They only had three. Yeah. They had, yeah, yeah, slight, moderate, and high. Now they have marginal, slight, enhanced, moderate, and high. So, right. And I hope if everybody didn't uh, fly past the uh, weather school because the weather school just told all that. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, yeah, back in 2011... Uh, yeah, we we only had three risks. So I mean, and, and at first, you know, when when they did that at first, Corey, I was I didn't go in kicking and screaming, but I'm like, why have is that going to be confusing? Why is that doing that? But then now that it has evolved and they've got a hold of it, you know, and they're actually implementing it and getting, you know, what does a, a marginal versus a slight or an enhanced versus, you know, so they've got that figured out now. So I, I that seems I'm to work. It. It seems to work. Well, I mean, it sure, when they do enhance, it sure gets gets you and me tingly. I mean, I'm, sure. I'm ready to to for tomorrow. But um, I notice we're in much less. There are much less moderates for this area than there were before the enhanced was introduced. That's true. Yeah, the enhanced really they they're using that a lot, which which is good. You know, and, and yeah, when you get to a moderate, then you know. Stuff's really going to start happening. And hi, it's just, you know, leave town. Go on a cruise or something. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, I have what I thought was interesting. It happened uh, just last weekend, basically. Uh, the southwest U.S. is going through a heat wave. Like the southern and southwest. Uh, I Check this out. I wanted to tell you guys this. Laredo, Texas. Now, this is Friday. Friday, April 24th this year. 
Laredo, Texas had a high of 104 degrees. <laughs> wow. It broke a record of For 102. April, yikes. For April. Yeah. Uh, Del Rio, Texas broke a record high, just smashed it. Uh, their high, 103. And then Burbank, California, 99. Anaheim, California. Waco, Texas, 98. Uh, Brownsville, Texas, 97. Austin, Texas, 97. Sacramento, California, 93 degrees. Los Angeles hit 93. This They're going through this heat wave now, which I think is really bizarre for this time of year. Like you said, Shara, it this is April. Does that mean they're going to be like sweltering in the summer or? Uh, Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I normally check the Climate Prediction Center, but every time I do, they they tell me the same thing. So next next week on next week's podcast, it will be in May. So they'll they will have advanced another another month. Uh, But you remember how mm -hmm. we had mentioned the Gulf is much warmer now, Uh, right? You brought that up last week. Yes. So I mean. It's going to play a part in some sort of uh, weather, I think. Uh, they're 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 in a drought to our west in, in the Panhandle of or the West Texas and on up into Colorado, and they're already in a drought. So they're already it could, oh, it could get bad this year. And we we are, I think we're right now. What are we? Where we should be? I mean, we think we have all this water, but the water comes in big things i i think i heard somebody talk about we're kind of right where we should be for this time of year i'd I'd be very interested to look at the uh national weather service averages and stuff to see see what they've got out there uh i don't know uh it could be i i hope it's just not going to be sweltering again i don't think it i mean the last climate prediction center stuff that we've seen has been above average so, eh, well, I, we'll just we'll just kind of see with that. I got some breaking news. Uh-oh. Okay, what you got? Okay, when it comes to meteorology schools, there there, there are several that really stand out like Oklahoma University, uh, Colorado, is it Colorado State that does the tropical stuff? Somewhere oh, in Colorado. Uh, yeah, the hurricane stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another big school for meteorology on the East Coast is uh, Pennsylvania State. Mm. And uh, they have a huge uh, meteorological department, and they come out with their hurricane season, uh, hurricane outlook every year, and it's usually spot on. Wait, and now they, they have a hurricane outlook, along with Colorado. Yes. Okay. Colorado okay. has one, and Pencil- Pennsylvania State has one. Gotcha. Okay, I'm with you. Uh, Pennsylvania State came out with theirs today, and forecasters are in agreement with them that uh, this is going to be one of the most active Atlantic hurricane seasons on record because the water Ooh. temperatures are so high, especially in the Gulf of Mexico. That's not good. They just came out with oh this today. Gosh. They just released it this afternoon. Oh, please read. Please read. Uh, it just says that the uh, it's going to be one of the most active Atlantic hurricane seasons on record, and they're expecting... At least 20 named storms. 20? Mm-hmm. They're going to so run normal. through the gamut. Yeah. An average hurricane season has 10 named storms. Wow. They're expecting double double the normal. So we've already got the coronavirus that's hindering cruises and things like that, and now they're going to have a massive hurricane season? 
Could be. I'm looking at temperatures in the Gulf of Mexico. We already have 82, 83. Uh, right off the coast of Florida is 80. Uh, right off the coast of Louisiana is already 81. That's way th- too warm are, for this time of year. These are sea surface temperatures. That That's way too warm. It's I mean, way too warm. So it says here that uh, oh my. Pennsylvania State <laughs> is known for the most accurate tropical seasonal outlooks. And they usually slightly underpredict the storm count. Oh my gosh! It's and they're, they're an already doubling our average, yes. and they have a, a history of underpredicting. Correct. Oh, why would you name wow. a storm Nana? Oh, we're looking at the names. Yeah, the N is oh. Nana. Oh, that's what I call my grandma. After Nana, that's what I call my grandma. Give and my a grandma's quick, sister uh, Faye is on here too. Yeah, g- give a quick rundown of the names. Of the names? Yeah. You know, I, I have trouble pronouncing some of them every time. Oh, we have uh, <laughs> Arthur, Arthur, Bertha, Cristobal, Cristobal, Crystal. I call it Crystal Ball. I look in it for yeah. the no cr- uh, Cristobal, uh, Cristobal, yeah. Dolly. Oh, Edward. hello, Edward, 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 Faye, Edward. Faye. Uh, Gonzalo. G- Gonzalo. Gonzalo. Gonzalo, okay. Hannah. <clears throat> Isaiah. Isaiah. Josephine. Ooh. Kyle. Laura. Marco. Nana. Omar. 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 Paulette. Now, is that Renee? It's Renee, but it's. Renee? It's, it's, a, it's a, R-E-N-E? It's a, yeah, it's yeah. a guy's name. It's a male name. How do you spell Sally. it? R E N E. Yeah, Renee. Then we, okay. then we have Sally, Teddy, Vicky, and Wilfred. Oh. And then after that, Shara. What is it after that? It switches to numbers, but it switches no. to. Not numbers. I thought it switched to Roman numerals. Greek alphabet. No. Oh, Greek. Greek alphabet. Now these are 21 name stories. <laughs> Sorry. And you know they don't they, they don't do certain letters. They they skip Q and they skip X and Why? Y and Z. I don't know. But there's only and Z. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, Why ten, do 12, they skip 12. those? Why waste them? Twenty one names they have picked out. So, so we'll see if we, we could don't technically exhaust all of those names if they're right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's scary. That's actually scary. And it's coming up. We have a month uh, before, June 1st? St- before it starts. And, and we always have a, a, a we had, even last year we had one that was early. Now, we did have a, a, an interesting phenomenon occur in the uh, Pacific, in the northeastern Pacific. We had a tropical depression develop this week. I sent you the information Already? On that. Oh, that's and right. I the, forgot about that. Yes. And it was the earliest to ev- earliest tropical depression to ever develop. Now, it didn't go into a name storm or anything like that. It didn't develop into a tropical storm. But I'm telling you, we're going to have to watch the tropics this year. Wow. Wow. I wonder, I mean, I wonder if it's, I mean, if it gets intense, we're going to have to make a page. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll have to make a page on, on Stormdar for the, the tropics. Uh, I, we, we have followers everywhere. We have followers in Hawaii. We have followers in. Uh, Florida. I mean, we've got actually some followers in. Oh, is it North Carolina? 
North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, some friends, people keep moving, <laughs> you know, they're from here, but they keep moving out there. And so they do, they still follow us, which is awesome. Um, California, a, a lot of our podcast listeners uh, are from California. So welcome. I'm not sure here's why. A, uh, here's a little blurb from this article. I'm going to tell you uh, that's a, uh, I think is very interesting. The okay. active 2020 hurricane season is expected because of above normal sea surface temperatures, which we know, and the development of La Nina conditions by late summer. Oh, I haven't checked in. So, yeah. so now they're saying right. that we're going to possibly go into La Nina. Correct. Correct. Ooh, we need to. Okay, I need to also write down. Gulf of Mexico is currently three degree three degrees above normal after a record warm winter. Oh yeah, yeah. three three degrees Fahrenheit or three degrees centigrade. I think it's Fahrenheit. Just, it's probably Fahrenheit because uh, it's just probably says three Fahrenheit. Above yeah. Normal. Because they because they do the the uh, uh, El Nino and La Nina stuff in centigrade. So I was curious if that translated over there. Um, Normal sea surface temperatures for late April are in the middle to upper 70s, and we're in the 80s already. In Colorado State, they came out with theirs at the beginning of April, their outlook, and theirs was also above normal. And wow. uh, the final the final hurricane look, outlook is re- always released by the uh, NOAA around Memorial Day. But we, oh, could yeah. be in, yeah. we could already be in progress by then, really. I mean, because that's the day. Oh, that's true. Because hurricane... Before. Right, yeah. Hurricane season officially starts June first, so Memorial Day. And they always Day seem to put a revision out about halfway through. Seems they like. do. I know that's, that's that's weird, but yeah, they do. It's like, uh, which makes sense because you know they're just they're right. forecasting, and the further away you get, it's like the, the the less you know, the more you know. So we're gonna have to bring the the tropics report back. Um, did, did I have a music? I don't think I had music for that. I need to I see all so. these ones that, that I need. I, I'm in quarantine. I should make more like music bounces and drops and stuff. So, okay. Well, that's that's what you need to know. So now it's time to get to the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. It's the Stormdar weather weather word of the week. And so we're going to toss this to Shara. And I don't think she's seen it, which I hope she hasn't. Um, I had it, not until just now. <laughs> All right. So what is, our word? Okay, oh, what is our Stormdar weather? What is our weather word of the week? <laughs> I'm going to go with Samoom. I want to say it might be Simoom, but Samoom is what I'm going with. That is correct. It is Samoom. Samoom. So what is a, a Samoom? is a strong, <laughs> dry, dust-laden wind. The word is generally used to describe a local wind that blows in the Sahara, Israel, Palestine, Jordan, Syria, and the deserts of Arabian Peninsula. Its temperature may exceed 129 degrees Fahrenheit, and the humidity may fall below 10%. The name means poison wind. And is given because the sudden onset of Samoom may also cause heat stroke. Can you imagine that if you're just standing out there and a Samoom comes along and you could have heat stroke? 129 degrees. Just and all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, this big Samoom. And if you want to know how to spell it, it's S-I-M as in Mary, O-O-M as in Mary. Samoom. So... 
I was hoping you would not read that because it's like, oh, I gotta find I a strange word for sure. Or he wouldn't let me. I kept hitting him like, I need to see the word, and he would not bring it up. But Shara, you always nail it every time. You nail it. So, oh, there's been a <laughs> except that of one times. time. <laughs> well, I didn't have to pull out the buzzer on that one. So you, so you got that. <laughs> Wow. Well, we did We did cover a lot. I love doing this podcast. We covered so much. Um, got the bird watching report. Got the thing. Um, again, I, I am very anxious to see what the uh, Storm Prediction Center is going to say. Corey and I were just talking at the weather school. Um, at uh, The Storm Prediction Center comes out with their day one at 1 a.m. And yep. I think he, he and me are both going to be up watching this thing so and then they updated again at eight o'clock which uh tomorrow morning uh tuesday morning i shouldn't say tomorrow because people may be listening to this uh on tuesday morning i will uh we both will be doing an assessment of uh everything uh get the national weather service involved uh, see what all the discussions are see if they've moved that enhanced i mean now it it's possible that they may have overshot it it's, it's, I it feel is. comfortable saying that we're probably still going to be in it because it's a, it's 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 a large one. It's not like we're right on the edge of it. I mean, it, it could move up. I think it'll move up a little bit. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we were on the edge, and then all of a sudden, with that uh, right. tw- one twelve thirty update, which they didn't come out until twelve fifty. Thank you, Storm Prediction Center. Uh, Corey and I are waiting. Is like, bring out, bring it out. We want to see. <laughs> but yeah, moved way up. Springfield is now involved. Springfield was not involved in the enhanced risk before. Now Springfield's involved. So we're just going to see how that's going to go. I will probably do a live cast. Uh, tomorrow at some point kind of depends on when it is and hopefully the models then the, you know all the short terms the by tomorrow the um the her hrr high res rapid refresh model will it will be locked locked into it, it only goes out 18 hours so it's up updates yep. every hour but it only goes out so i can't get a hold of that one and it usually does a pretty good job so we're we're cory and i are going to be all tingly tomorrow um Shara, you staying so, up at 1 a.m. tonight with us? If Shara, my you children just... force me to. Eh, lately, my kids sleep... don't want to go to sleep. Well, you had a, yeah. you had a nap this afternoon, so. She did. Uh, like a 30-minute nap. Oh, is that all? Oh. Well, of course, the thunder would crash TV right in your third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know Corey, Corey and me are both going to be up but watching this thing. But, you know, once it comes out, there's nothing we can do till 8 o'clock, so I'm going to bed, going to sleep right after that. We're supposed to get up uh, early and walk in the morning, so yeah, he'll be up yeah. at 8 a.m. Going jogging. Uh, good for you. Yeah. Our yeah. seventh grader wants us to go jogging with him. He woke me up this morning, and it took him it took him probably 30 minutes to get me out of bed, but he did finally. I got up, and we went jogging, and it felt good. So. Uh, Garen's a jogger? He has to have so many points for gym class. He has to do so many different oh. things. And so he decided He's to go jogging. He's a forced jogger. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, we got some mom and son time. There you go. You're in quarantine. Once everything starts opening back up, you're going to be nursing again. So, yep. You'll be gone. And then Corey will have to take care of the kids. And who knows? Life will kind of start getting back to normal. Well, I put normal in air quotes. Everybody can't see that. But okay. I think we're getting cooked to the end. Sherry, you want to, you got anything else to add? I'm good. Are you done, Corey? You got Stay anything else? Stay safe tomorrow. Keep keep 
keep checking with us and we'll get you the latest information as it becomes available immediately we will do that okay so all right well let's wrap this thing up then so be sure to look for us on facebook at stormdar weather like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed you can always contact us through our facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com also check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. I'm probably going to have to amputate.